With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You and I see you're 45 and 6, and yet all I hear is criticism from the same folks, ironically, that are kind of uninformed about it. I know you know that comes with territory, but it doesn't make you immune from feeling human emotion. So what is that like when you're having success numerically, but the key dominoes don't fall a couple of years in a row and that's what you're left with? A lot of conversations with my kids and my wife <laughs> because they read stuff too. Uh, you know, you have to win them all. That's how it goes. And, you know, I feel like last year, you know, we, we finish, you know, the kick or you know, finish that game off, you know, we're probably sitting here and having a different conversation, but, but that's, that's part of this game. And, you know, what you can do is every year learn and grow. But when you're at a place like Ohio State, the expectations are at the highest level. You're expected to win the rivalry game, win every game after that. I and mean, that's just the way it goes. And so um, you wouldn't want it any other way. But that being said, when you look at the culture and you look at the team that we have coming back, when you look at the way recruiting's going, when you look at our staff, all those types of things, you just so many things that are encouraging and exciting about this team in particular that um, you know, has made it a great offseason and looking forward to this year. It's been amazing to see how – it's always amazing to see what decides a football game, a bounce here, a turnover there. Every one of your guys I've talked to have emphasized that you guys have just focused on finishing second half. That's something a lot of people say. So when you specifically look and say, we got to close out second halves, what is it about your program that you change? What specific practices do you implement? You know, we, we closed out the second half of the Notre Dame game and the Penn State game. Actually came back in the Penn State game to win, but didn't in the last two games. And, uh, man, it just, it just drives you crazy when you think back on that. So we spent a lot of time, you know, this offseason trying to figure out that very question. And it's been all about competition. It's been about me competing against you in almost everything that we did in the offseason. So, you know, if, if we're competing against something, you do 10, I'm going to do 11. Once I do 11, you're probably going to do 12. So how do you get that one extra rep, that one extra, um, you know, win? And, and that's what it's going to come down to, winning your one-on-one -on -one battles. But, but doing it, you know, for four quarters, and especially, you know, in those big games down the stretch. How do you feel about this team? A couple of weeks away from camp. Yeah, excited. Um, you know, you could probably feel it in my voice and just the way it is. You know, you, you sleep knowing that you have some experience, uh, certainly on defense, probably the best we've been since 2019, year two with Coach Knowles. Um, you know, some experience at linebacker up front, probably the most depth we've had at corner in a long time. So all that being said, um, you're excited to see how this team is. On offense, you know, probably the most skill we've had on offense in a long time. We've got to fill some holes in the O-line and, and figure out who our quarterback's going to be. Uh, unbelievable depth at running back. So, I mean, all the pieces are in place. But, but that's not really what fires me up the most. To, to me, this is the most experienced team we've had. Uh, they've been through it. Um, 
you know, we've had some really good talent the last couple of years, but they've been young. These guys have been playing, you know, JTT, uh, Jack, uh, Tyleek, um, you know, Tommy. These guys all played from a young age. Steele had to, you know, make that move as a, from a running back over to a linebacker, and he had to step up. Mecca played as a, you know, as a freshman. At, uh, Marvin, that Rose Bowl those guys had. Um, you think about these guys, they played, Donovan played as a youngster. So even though maybe some of them are fifth, sixth, you know, Xavier Johnson's, a, you know, been around for a long time. Some of those guys have been here for a while. Some of them, you know, now they're going into year three, but they played a bunch when they were young. And some of the best ones we've had, really, they take the, that, that last step of their third year. Now, the great ones we lose after three years, which is not fun. <laughs> Uh, but, I, but I think that's probably overall the leadership, the edge, and the experience. I was talking to you earlier about what it's like when you guys have the kind of offense you normally do. Because a lot of times you run up the score. A lot of times it's, it's where I could tune out at halftime yep. if I wanted to. But you have to maintain intensity. Mm-hmm. Not for that week, but for the coming weeks. Because you're going to have games where eventually those mistakes do stand out. Now that's easy to say. Mm-hmm. How hard is it that? How hard is that to drill into a bunch of different human beings' minds? Yeah, the thing we talk about all the time is after the game, the issues are always there. The the, the job of the coaches and the leaders is to identify those issues and, and get them fixed before they show up in a matchup game. And like you're saying, you know, you could be up a couple scores, three, four scores, and if you see something on the field that isn't right, like it has to get addressed there, or it's going to show up down the road. Uh, might be in practice, you know, you don't know. And so you know, we set the standard, and then we have to make sure that we're playing at that standard at the end of the season. You, I hear you interviewed a lot. It seems to me like about 60 to 70% of the questions are about off-the-field stuff nowadays. I'm sure even in the half decade or so that you've been a head coach, you've seen your plate change in terms of what's on it and what you deal with day-to-day. Walk someone who's an outsider through what the evolution of the role of head coach has been like in college football? Yeah, well, I, I think that now more than ever, you know, you have to have an impact on more than just the football field. I think it's, it's kind of always been like that in college football, but now more than ever. Um, you know, these guys nowadays, you know, with, with the recruiting process, NIL is a part of this. So uh, talking to folks within, you know, your, your program about what those options are for our players and making sure that they have what's fair. But the great thing for us in Columbus is we have such great uh, infrastructure right there in the city. We have such a huge fan base, so there's great opportunity for us that way. But that's a big part of you know, some of the conversations we have in introducing this and uh, introducing it to our fan base to make sure that it's normalized. They understand how that part of it is important. When you guys break for camp, I don't even think you were done talking. Well, about I just think about like the other one is the, is the transfer portal. Yep. You know, that's just a huge change that's happened. So when you combine that with NIL, see so the transfer portal to me, you're, you're not recruiting your players. Like some of them say, you have to recruit your own team. I just, I don't know what that really means. Like you have, you have to communicate with your, with your team. You have to make sure that what you're saying in the recruiting process is followed through once they're in your program. And I think you, you look at our team, you know, we don't have a lot of guys leave our program. And that's because we're pretty clear about what we're doing on the front end. We treat them with respect and we communicate while they're there. But that takes time. And I think that's your point. That's something that you have to do as the head coach. I'm going to get you out of here on this. Go anywhere you want to with it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys break for fall camp coming up a couple yep. of weeks, you're focused on a million things. But from my perspective on the outside, what are the one or two things that ultimately the outcome of the season will boil down to? Aside from quarterback, because I know quarterback is going to be the focus of everyone. So besides that. Well, I think when you look at camp, you have to get the guys ready that need to play. So Tommy Eichenberg doesn't need 
the same amount of snaps right. as C.J. Hicks. Marvin Harrison doesn't need the same amount of snaps as Carnell Tate. Um, you know, whoever our left tackle is going to be doesn't need the same amount of snaps as Donovan Jackson. So finding that right mix during the, the preseason camp is going to be important. But the other part is, you know, the quarterback. You know, where are we at? You know, when you're playing in matchup games, it typically comes out of the quarterback. The, the best quarterbacks in the country are going to play. You look at, you know, the Heisman Trophy last year. You know, you had C.J., you had um, Bryce, you had, uh, you know, Max, you had Stetson Bennett. I mean, all these guys were part of that conversation. Look at the best teams are down the stretch. You know, so the quarterback has to play at a high level. The good news for us is we have a great supporting cast. So especially early on in the process, you know, I say it all the time, you've got to make the routine plays routinely. You've got to make great decisions. And then as the season goes, they can kind of build and grow and build their identity as a player. Um, and so that'll be a part of the growing process, just like we did with CJ his, his freshman year. You know, that, you know, that was only a couple years ago. We played Minnesota on the road first game, and everyone's holding, holding their breath. Um, but then he grew as the season went on and then obviously became a really good quarterback. Now, uh, you know, played his best game probably in that last game against Georgia. And then he goes on to the NFL draft and we lose him, you know. So that's, 